Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Adam Morgan. Loneliness. It's something all of us experience at one time or another, with some to a greater degree than others. Loneliness. Although it's something we experience, it's a condition we rarely wish to admit nor discuss. Loneliness. It's something that touches aging adults, especially at risk or those residing alone, as well as touching youth hooked on Facebook, whether they know it or not. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. The causes of a person's loneliness can be as varied as those experiencing it. Environment, circumstances, poor social skills, and even heredity. The negative physical effects can be at risk for type 2 diabetes and arthritis to mental health challenges of chronic stress, depression, and anxiety. Question is, how to successfully deal with something too many of us find too tough to admit nor face. To assist on this edition, we turn to, from the Arapaho-Douglas Unit of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, is Mr. Jason Hopkins. I think it, it's implied that we are more connected, and, and technologically, we are more connected than we've ever been. Um, but I think we also have to look at what are the prevailing factors that we're seeing subsequent to that, which is more depression, more anxiety, more disconnection. Um, so it tells me there is literally a disconnect in how we're doing things. Are we getting enough Rest? Are people getting enough rest? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I think the people who make that a priority do, but I think that it's also easy to get in the rabbit hole and um, get lost in your phone or social media or, you know, take time doing something that is um, what I consider to be pretty unplugged activity that may take away from rest you need. Yeah, well, the reason why I say that is that when you said we're doing so much and doing so much that and we want to keep doing so much all the time. That we got to rest somewhere. And then if we rest, then we tend to rest alone. Agreed. And and I think the thing that's really changed is with everything moving so quickly and having access to information, I think we we have believed or, or told ourselves that we need to be plugged in or connected all the time. And I don't think that as humans, we have evolved to move as quickly as data does. Um, so there is a real necessity, I think, for us to be able to take time away um, and recharge and regenerate ourselves. Yeah, and we see too many people walking down the street with their face and their cell phones. I, I can be and to blame not, for that sometimes and too. They're not they're not disconnecting at all. And when they Correct. do, doesn't the human body swing back and forth to have balance? So if you're connected, 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 then you got to swing the opposite way and be disconnected, disconnected. And when you look around looking for something, nobody's here. Nothing's there. Well, one would think, but I I'm think alone. there's some real withdrawal symptoms that we see when we're connected all the time. I mean, you know, we, we hear a lot about social media detoxes that people are taking these days or they're having a, you know, a technology detox. And, you know, I think, gosh, that to me is just n- not doing well at being able to self-regulate how connected you are. We're just plugged in all the time, it seems like. So technology actually can be playing a role with more loneliness, trying to get away from it. We do it by ourselves. And then while we're doing the technology, we're doing it online and nobody's there but us. Right. And, and I think that that is the real misconception of technology. You know, we, we have a bunch of followers or we know a lot of people um, or who we perceive as friends um, on our social media networks. But the reality is that's a pretty solitary task that you're doing. You may be communicating or corresponding, 
But once you're done with that interaction, you're still by yourself. Yeah. Um, so to your point, I think technology is a leading factor um, in us feeling disconnected, i.e. more lonely. Is that one of the things when youngsters say, well, you know, the boomers and my grandparents, you know, you're not you're not down with technology as, right. the, uh, as the vernacular goes. You're not you're, you're not technologically savvy. But don't you have two different groups, two different cultures, one that grew up going outside to play and being connected? Right. And one we sat, boomer sat, in front of the TV playing Pong. Right. And even my generation, I didn't grow up with technology. I mean, if, if you know, we just did a, a topic with teens on bullying and, you know, if you were being bullied growing up, I mean, once you went home, it stopped unless somebody called you or came to your house. Today, that's not the case. Um, I think I think there's a couple of things to unpack with that. You know, one is, you know, kids are being raised with technology from the very beginning. So we will never have another generation that didn't grow up with having access to unlimited information at their fingertips. Yeah. So so there's that perspective. And I think the other part of it that we don't want to be tone deaf about is adults are addicted too. You know, so as adults, we've adapted into using technology as part of our daily lives, but we've become addicted too. So I don't think this is a young person or an older person problem. I think it's really a human race problem. We are slowly being taken over by, um, you know, this this fast moving world that really doesn't give you an exit ramp to get off of and unplug. So unless you take that for yourself or or can self-regulate can be challenging. Yeah, and the reason why I bring that up like that is because a lot of older adults for sure would rather, you know, they, they you get into the conversation when you have to pick up the telephone and call somebody. Right. And they don't like trying to hunt their way through all the, you know, p- press one, press two, press right. three. They want to talk to a person. Well, think about how many phone numbers you actually remember anymore. <laughs> My mom and I were talking about yeah. this the other day. It's like, I don't really remember. I Maybe a handful of phone numbers I remember. Um, that the world is vastly different, and it's happened quickly, relatively speaking. Um, you know, as far as things that, that adults versus younger generations um, may engage in, I think there are some differences. Social media platforms are, of course, different. But there is not this shared lexicon of how we deal with or talk about technology. So I think that that, that creates a disconnect often between how adults talk to teens um, you know, or their youth that they may have around what they're dealing with or working with. So if I'm doing so, if I'm being a Facebook crazy person, then I better look in the mirror because I'm also a lonely Facebook crazy person, even right. though I may not be uh, considering that right. at all. And in fairness, your teens aren't looking at Facebook at all. They're looking at Instagram. They're looking at Snapchat. So they're using completely different platforms. So again, it creates more disconnect between older people and younger people. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I know one of the things when we when I was younger, I hate to use me as an example, because the audience is saying, "Well, you know, what do you know?" <laughs> um, one of the toughest things we had to do in, in middle school, uh, you think about that a long time ago. They'd had that first kind of school dance. You'd have to go over there and ask the girl to dance. Yeah, the connection. We we're like, "Oh my gosh, what am I? you know?" And the girls are like, "He's going to ask me. What am I going to do?" And, but we were learning to connect. Right then. And I don't think they do that like that anymore. Well, let's be clear. There is no replacement for what we're doing right now, sitting down and having a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. And that has changed vastly through through technology. 
you know, you've got kids today that have entire relationships that are built online. They're they're doing it through a social media platform, um, and they've built up these relationships in in um, I want don't want to say in their head because I think to them they are real, but there's not a lot of real life connection. But, Dangerous. But, but trap. if I'm doing Skype, if I'm doing Zoom, okay, I'm looking at a person, right. Um, I don't know. I think you have to decide for yourself. Does that make you feel connected or not? Yeah. I think I think it's a good second alternative. But sitting face to face in a room with somebody across from them, there, there's no substitute for that. Yeah. 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 And we have entire generations of youth that are coming up that don't know how to do that well. And it's not a criticism of anybody. It's just the world is different. And being different like that, it almost goes back to what teachers were talking about 20 years ago with uh, working in a contained classroom and an open classroom. Right. And if you're not a person that connects well, then you're going to need a contained space. Right. And let's be clear. That's going to have to come back again. And let's be clear. Not everybody connects well. I mean, that's just the reality of us as a human race. I think in in preparing for this show, the thing I was fascinated to learn was 47% of Americans often feel alone. Like, that's half our population. Like this is an epidemic as far as I'm concerned. Does that mean that they feel alone because there's nobody to talk to, nobody to send an email to, or because they're sitting in a room by themselves? I think it could be all of the above. You know, in the research that I was looking at, you know, you you could be in a in a football stadium of people and feel alone or you could be in a room and feel alone. I think it's it's individual to each person. And the reality is, is I think it's subjective to what you think loneliness looks like in your life. Is it is it what we think or is it what we're conditioned to think if we're not walking and talking with somebody, then we must be alone? I think we have generations that don't even know how to do the walking and talking with <laughs> to begin with. OK, um, so I, I think I think there's that, which is, again, not a criticism. It's just different. But, you know, I, I think there's also this perception of. You know, you look at social media as generally speaking, you know, we are building self-esteem in younger generations from a highlight reel. So the things that most people post online are the very best versions of themselves and the things that look most interesting or fascinating about their lives. So you could feel alone or lonely just by looking at social media and saying, my life is not like that. So I think there is this perceived reality of. Um, my life should be like, and it's not. And I think that creates and fosters a sense of loneliness for sure. So how does a person get around that? Do they be real and put real stuff if they're going to be on Snapchat or something, you know, the good stuff and the bad stuff? You know, I think that, again, not not meaning to generalize, I think you have to have a pretty strong sense of self on board before um, you can decide what real looks like for you. I mean, who who am I to say what real is to you versus what it would be to me? Um, again, I think there's a lot of perception to overcome in this. And, yeah, yeah. you know, in looking at the topic of loneliness, it's it's all about how you perceive it. Well, well, a lot of the perception with loneliness is, am I with someone or not? Right. That's what the conditioning pattern is. No matter if it's a straight situation or a gay one, if I'm not with somebody and I haven't been able to go out with anybody, then I'm probably lonely. And a lot of that is right. preconditioned. We just go right through the steps and bingo, we're there. Well, that and it discounts the fact that that may not make you feel any less lonely when you're in it. Yeah. You know, there there's an, an element of quality connection that may not happen in, in you know, individual conversation or on one-on-one. Um, 
you know, so I come back to a lot of this is about how you perceive loneliness, you know, and what I've taken away. In, but a lot of people don't have a definition of it. They just right. grab what they what they see, and it's usually only on or majority is relationship, and that's it. Right. Well, what I recognize is that getting a life and having a life takes work. Mm-hmm. So it would be no different than, you know, a lot of people get caught up in their careers. They get caught up in their family lives. And, again, that's a wonderful thing and may foster a sense of connection. But say you become a widow or your kids leave home. You know, I was just having a conversation with the receptionist up front. She said, I don't really have a life outside of what I do here or these few other things. Um, I think getting a life takes real work. How do you get a life? How do you start that process? You know, I think um, it's probably different for everybody. I think it starts with what are you interested in and can you um, foster some connection around things that you find interesting? Do you have a hobby? Um, Do you spend time focused on that hobby? Um, But again, everything I'm talking about right here implies you're going to take action or do some work. But don't – aren't a lot of Americans into the negative side of it? Oh, well, I like this, but oh, nobody's going to let me do that. Oh, I like that. Well, I'm not going to meet anybody for that. Right. To me, that boils down to one word, fear. You know, so I I think that we have a culture that is afraid to fail and they're afraid to look stupid and they're afraid to try and it not turn out the way they want it to. And I don't know about you, but the things that built me in this life were really Mm -hmm. doing the things that scared me. Yeah. You know, and and there is an element in getting a life that means you're going to have to be vulnerable and we don't like being vulnerable as humans. Well, I've always uh, I told my kids, always give yourself a chance to fail. Right. And when you do, you just might succeed. Oh, my gosh. What will happen there? Well, and we have an entire generation of youth with parents who have done everything to keep them from failing. And I think that, uh, again, not a criticism of, of boomer parents, but we have definitely fostered this culture of kids that – that have a harder time because they've not been allowed to fail in the way that maybe younger generation or older generations were. No, no, that is that is exactly true because I remember when they were trying to change T-ball where everybody plays and nobody loses. Well, everybody gets an award. Yeah. I went, uh, no, life doesn't happen like that. Right. And I don't know about you. 15th place is not winning. <laughs> you know, right. in my world, if you didn't get number one, you were not the winner. Um and again, I don't I don't know what the delicate balance is between that. I, I think somehow we went really off track to where parents felt a responsibility to help their kids have advantages they didn't. And I think there's some some real elegance in that, and I, I can appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also a disservice in many ways, and we have an entire generation that's really struggling because of it. Overcoming loneliness and isolation is the subject of this edition with Jason Hopkins, President and Executive Director of the Arapaho Douglas Unit of the National Alliance on Mental Illness. We'll gain additional insight from him on our next edition. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game. And we thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.